Slaying It with Santa Rob is sponsored by BSC Enterprises, otherwise known as Brett Christmas Mustache Wax. If you have a mustache that slays and you want to curl it up the way I do, head over to BSC Enterprises. Check out all the awesome products that Brett has to offer. When you find what you like, use the code Santa Rob and save 15% on your order. We're also sponsored by an awesome collectible store called Hotspot Collectibles and Toys, located in Brownsburg, Indiana. Look them up on the web. You can go visit them at the store in Brownsburg. You can look them up on the web. If you love video games, Hot Wheels, Star Wars, you name it, if it's something that you love, They've got it. I can guarantee they've got it. And if they don't have it, they'll have it soon. Let them know that Santa Rob sent you and they will get you taken care of with a great discount. Now get ready to slay it with Santa Rob. Ho, 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 everybody. Santa Rob here. Welcome back to episode number two of Slaying It with Santa Rob. I hope you really enjoyed the first uh, first episode with uh, John Schlitt. And uh, I think you're really going to enjoy today's episode. Our uh, guest today has been in the Christian music industry for quite some time. I'm not going to call her a classic person. I'm going to call her somebody from back in the day. That's a joke that uh, we've had for a while. So I'd like to welcome Sherry Keggy to Slaying It with Santa Rob. Hello? Sherry, can you hear me? I can. How are you? I'm great. Welcome to the second episode of Slaying It with Santa Rob. Well, I'm honored to be your second guest. How about that? And, you know, and you're in good company because, well, John Schlitt was the first guest. I'm telling you, one of of the legendary, you know, uh, male vocalists in Christian music as we know it. Well, and that's kind of how we feel about you. (laughs) <laughs> well the, that's the, very sweet the, the the difference is is he's classic and you're a back in the day <laughs> oh, those sound similar to me the the gist <laughs> is, yeah another way of putting it is we're getting older you know but, well you know we just don't like to, we don't like to say those words sometimes yeah <laughs> but yeah I thought you'd be a great guest because I know there's a lot of people who listen to you but there's musically but they don't know a lot about you well, um, what, what would, what do you want to know? Well, what I think I'd like to know is like, how did you get started in, in the Christian music field? I know you lived in California. Mm-hmm. I know you were a worship leader. So yeah. bring us up to the recording time. Sure. Well, 
in that role as a worship leader at my home church there in California. It was a cross, it was called Crossroads Evangelical Free Church. We were a church plant of dolls, big EV free in Fullerton. Anyway, for those who are familiar with the Southern California terrain. Anyway, so there I wrote my first worship songs and discovered this gift of songwriting that God had um, get it, it. It seems that God had had given that to me, okay, <laughs> and uh, to my surprise, and we would sing those songs as a church family, and eventually, then uh, ended up well. Long, do you want the long story, the short story? But ended up then signing a record deal with Sparrow Records back in 1993, and releasing my first album child of the father in 94 in 94 yes and, and you've been going strong ever since yes by god's grace and equipping uh i have had quite the go <laughs> mm-hmm. quite quite the run but i i tell you it was a, a really exciting time to see how god was opening doors for my music you know to take it from the local church where you know, my church family knew and loved me well and kind of watched me grow before their eyes and be green and unsure of myself. Well, I think I'm still unsure of myself sometimes all these years later, but um, he opened that door for my music to go out bigger, you know, beyond those four church walls uh, into a greater audience. And it was an exciting time to be sure. It, it had to be interesting because obviously you're, 94 was after the Jesus People music movement. Yes. So you were phase two of that group. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. You know, uh, interesting. I was just reminiscing uh, because of, you know, the release of the movie Jesus Revolution. I was mm-hmm. reminiscing about my time there at Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, all those years ago, uh, where Chuck Smith was pastor. Right. And, uh, and even Greg Laurie, having uh, uh, been a part of the Harvest uh, Crusades there at the Angel Stadium in Anaheim, right. uh, the the very first time that I heard one of my songs sung uh, outside of my own church, performed by someone other than myself, I guess, was at one of these crusades and uh with the maranatha praise band singing with crystal lewis then um recording artist at that time singing the lead vocal uh in that stadium they they did there is joy in the lord and um which was one of my early worship songs and uh, and that my husband at that time um was mixing the sound live sound engineer for that event okay yeah, so I have uh, some some ties, you know, and was inspired by uh, some of that early Christian music, certainly, um, and Phil Kagi as well. And but but just as a new believer, attending a lot of those midweek uh, Bible studies um, services at, at Calvary Costa Mesa, that was a time of uh, spiritual growth for me, just growing in the Word. And, uh, you know, coming to, to understand, uh, <clears throat> though I had had a wonderful foundation in my childhood church, 
um, the Lutheran church I attended with my family, St. Paul's Lutheran, mm-hmm. uh, and had uh, my first communion and confirmation and and was baptized as well as a preteen in that church. Um, <clears throat> it, this time at Calvary was a time of really coming to better understand that God wanted a personal relationship with me. (laughs) And so I'm really grateful for some of those roots. And that, that to hear somebody else sing your song in such a audience had to be amazing. It really was um, really humbling. And, you know, I had no explanation. I was like, well, God must be in this because we certainly couldn't have contrived the thing, you know? And, Um, you know, you take steps when you, you know, if you feel kind of like God is leading you or calling you or equipping you, you sort of take these steps with fear and trembling, not knowing where it might lead. And, um, and he, he likes to, I think sometimes, uh, surprise us with what, what seems uh, many times he does uh, exceedingly and beyond what we imagine for ourselves. And I think he just, um, and, and then, you know, the great, the great thing is he gets the glory, you know, right. because he, cause he's using, uh, he's using us, you know, I don't have a degree in music. I didn't go to college. In fact, um, I had an excellent piano teacher growing up and a lot of support from my parents, uh, you know, through all those piano lessons and recitals and things through the years. And, um, and then uh, just, I guess, a sort of a musical sense about me that when I coupled my growing faith and my growing um, in the word, that I was able to translate all of that into those, you know, first love songs to the Lord is the way I like to put it. Right. Mm-hmm. So when, well, your first three albums, did did you record them in California? Oh, uh, actually, we we recorded a what what sort of served as a demo tape later on. Uh, we recorded my first nine songs and then a tenth at uh, this church where I led worship. My husband at the time. Uh, it helped to record those songs. And then that is sort of what got that, that ended up then in the hands of the Sparrow records folks. Okay. And, and so I then flew to Nashville from California to record my first album with Charlie Peacock, um, that child of the father project with a lot of those early songs. And, but I was a mother at that time too. I had two small children, uh, Cameron and Sarah, and uh, so I I knew that God had made me a mother first before he was growing this musical platform, and so there was that tug at my heart uh, that we would leave the kids behind with uh, Grandma and Grandpa and come to Nashville and work on this album uh, and be gone for, you know, to a week or two or three or whatever it was at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, so by the end of that first album, uh, we realized we needed to make the move here because this is where my label was, my producer, my booking agent, all of that. Right. And, and so we made the move. So then, yeah, then I recorded a, my sophomore release again with Charlie Peacock, My Faith Will Stay. 
and uh, then my third album, What Matters Most, was with uh, Phil Nash as producer. And, um, you know, so I've been here in Nashville ever since. Ever since. And, and you put this out pretty quick because, like you say, your first album was in 94. Mm-hmm. My Faithful Stay was in 96. Mm-hmm. What Matters Most was 97. So yeah. is there a lot of touring going on at this point as well? Sure. Yes. Um, we, <laughs> we embarked, uh, on, on the road, d- did my first tour with, um, um, uh, Phillips, Craig and Dean. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Phillips, Craig and Dean. Yes. And when the kids were little and then, uh, my second tour with point of grace and, um, and, uh, so yeah, I was hitting the road and radio was embracing me. Um, it was a, it was a time where I had a lot of, you know, singles in rotation, uh, on the Christian radio station. And so people were learning my music, you know, and I was traveling and visiting radio stations while on tour and, um, you know, just gaining, gaining some fans that way. I'll never forget when I first understood really the power of Christian radio was uh, when I was performing at um, in Chicago at Moody Bible Institute, mm-hmm. they, and it was a concert. I want to say that I was paired with, with Fernando Ortega and uh, but I sat at that piano and this was where they would broadcast these concerts live over Moody radio. And so this audience already knew uh, some of my songs. And I remember I started the intro to the song Child of the Father. I mean, just at the piano, before I even sang a note, they erupted in applause. So, I mean, wow. they knew just the introduction to the song. And that was really something, you know. So I'm I'm grateful um, just uh, looking back for how the Lord expanded my audience, you know, for for this music. Then, then we got a couple more years. We jump up to uh, 2001 for, for Let's Fly, which, by the way, is probably my third favorite song that you do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have several yeah. favorites, but, but you knew that. Yes, yes. You're, you're a fan as well. Uh, yep, Let's Fly. That was released in 2001. Ironically, it was released <clears throat> right just at the same time of that 9-11 happened. Okay. And, and ironically, just when when people were becoming afraid to fly, and then here I have this album, Let's Fly. Um, in fact, I remember the the way that I learned about nine eleven is connected to my album, Let's Fly, because I was in the in the car on the road with my publicist. We were we were heading down south to a Christian bookstore where I was doing an in store in promotion of this new album, right. and and uh, and my husband at that time called and, and told, you know, told us the news and we just, you know, we kept on going cause I had this commitment, but I will say that I approached it a little more, uh, a little more somberly, I guess, uh, and just acknowledged what was happening and tried to be um, prayerful and, you know, appropriately reverent for what was happening in our world that very day, you know, even as I was promoting this new album. So interesting. Yeah. Things, uh, things definitely changed then. Mm-hmm. Yes. It definitely changed. But 
but to, to go with that same song, you had a great video with, with, with Phil. Uh-huh. <laughs> which I, I still get a kick out of every time I see you strumming the guitar. Oh, yeah. We had a good time with that. Um, Phil has been so gracious through all these many years to um, lend his gifts and encouragement on my projects. And and um, that was one where he had a really great guitar solo. And, and yes, so we did the video. I, you could YouTube it, right? Your listeners <laughs> could uh, YouTube it and still find that archival uh, album. And, and anybody who's curious now, you head over to SherryKiggy.com because you can pick up the CDs over there. Thank or, you. Yeah. Or, or download them on whatever platform you're into. But on that same album, I think I Like is probably my second favorite song on that album. Okay. Um, yes. Um, yeah, that's a fun little tune, isn't it? Um, just a sort of really a, a celebration of the the joy of um practicing god's presence experiencing um his you know his love and the relationship that he invites us to um yeah lord more than anything that i could do i like being with you is the hook (laughs) your songs are memorable oh thank you they're they're, they're memorable i i don't want to call it a a, uh what's what's the term a earworm but okay. it, it's just it's just one of those once it's in your head, it's there. <laughs> and that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's better than having having baby shark stuck in your head. Uh, you you <laughs> got that right. And you got that. That's exactly right. No, no, no. We've got a gap from 2001 to 2007 because he first loved us. Yes. Which, which is another album that is another one that just I think is. I'm, I'm partial to another one that you did after that, but this, this album is special because the, the grindstone song is mm. just, it's got lyrics that just, if, if you can't hear truth in this song, you got to figure out what's wrong. Oh, oh yeah. It's, yeah. It's amazing song. <clears throat> oh, thank you. Um, if I'm, yeah. Hook line on that one. If I'm never broken, how can I be restored? Right. And how we experience um, God's healing, restoration, power in our lives through, specifically through in our brokenness, you know, when we cry out to him. And I've been in seasons where, like the lyric said, nothing is sure but the Lord, you know, and how he gives us the treasures of darkness where faith's greatest riches are stored and discovering the riches of his scripture and his truth, as you spoke, uh, you know, in in the most broken places, he um, reveals. I don't know why it's that way, but he seems to reveal just his goodness in a different way. And I think it's maybe because we're more hungry, we're more listening and reaching and seeking, um, you know, in those times of despair. We're, we're looking for answers and we're looking for hope and we find it in him. In- it, I, don't, I think one of the things that I really enjoy about that song that made me wake up is faith. Mm, You've mm-hmm. got to have it. You've got to yeah. trust in something. Yes. Yes. It, it, it just ties it together. It's just, there, there's mm-hmm. a, it, it's one of those songs. It's one of those albums that doesn't have a bad song on it. Oh, <laughs> wow. Well, that's, that's a, um, a powerful, you know, that's a great, 
compliment, <laughs> you know, boy. And you know what? There's a lot of scripture on that album. I mean, from the title itself, because we love because he first loved us, you right. know, there's that song. There's just a lot of scripture. I think when you do that, um, you know, it becomes the, the, it, the Holy spirit, you know, is right there in it, you know, and, um, how the, how he, he changes us when we are, when we're exposed to God's word, there's power, you know? And, uh, so certainly that throughout that album, um, and really I wrote, wrote so many of those songs out of brokenness, struggling, um, through many, many years in a difficult marriage and, uh, God meeting me in the midst of that, you know? Um, so. Mm-hmm. Well, and back, back to that album, cause I said, it is one of my favorites, the, that you're doing well with a, you got a friend. Oh, yes. It's spectacular. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I love it when Christian artists do other songs. Yeah, that was kind of a, an interesting thing to do a cover. And I will, I need to nod to uh, Tom Hemby who produced that album. And then the song you mentioned, you've got a friend, uh, of course, uh, a cover of Carol King's song uh, that I sang with um, none other than Marty Rowe of Diamond Rio, who uh, we were neighbors at the time. And uh, doesn't he just have that smooth country vocal thing going? It, it works so well. <laughs> it just it does. All right. So 2007, more touring. Uh, 2012 is a, I know, was a difficult album for you to put out, so I can tell. Yeah. And there was a lot of things that happened to you in between 2007 and 2012. Yes. Yes. A lot of things. Um and, you know, I kind of mark 2010 Often I share this testimony from stage. Uh, 2010 is my epic year because in a six month time frame, it was um, my uh, my daughter's high school graduation, my son's wedding. My grandmother passed away. My grandfather passed two months after she died. We did a short sale you know, just just two steps shy of foreclosure on our big house on the hill in Brentwood, Tennessee. And um, and in all of that, my 22 year marriage to my high school sweetheart was ending in divorce. And I uh, certainly never thought that would be my story um, as I had so prayed and believed and fasted and did all the things that you might do as a believer Um in a desperate situation, you know, hoping and believing for healing and restoration. And yet that wasn't where, um, our story landed. And so, um, as it is my way with the Lord, I oftentimes will sort out my emotions, um, my heartache, um, my desperation through music, you know, through journaling, you know, I, I'm an avid journaler. Um, and then also just through songwriting and certainly that album. So I can tell is testament to that. I always, you know, there's so many albums now, if you look at my merch table, you know, there's just a lot of titles through the years, Right. but, but I refer to that as my beauty from ashes project, because I really feel, um, that the Lord showed up for me in that way. And I can say, you know, to your listeners, maybe who are walking in hard places that um, that I could hold out hope to you that 
Uh, it won't always be that hard. It won't always hurt that bad. If you will keep yourself tethered to the Lord, if you allow him to be your foundation, he will see you through most anything, even the things, you know, that you fear the most in your life. Yeah, there, there are some things out there. I've got some friends that are going through some real, real serious issues right now. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's mm-hmm. got really difficult life that you, you don't mm-hmm. know what's going on on the other side of the door. Right. Right. And so, so you have to, you have to cling to, um, you have to cling to the Lord. You know, there's so much that we cling to for security, other things that we think are going to uh, last forever. And sometimes it's not the case, you know, and we can't um, always control. Um, so we have to uh, look to the eternal and not the things that are temporal, but look to the eternal and um, stake our claim with that. Right. Yeah. Well, the, now I have to tell a little story. Yes. Okay. It, it goes back to this album. Mm. I had been doing quite a few rock Christian rock shows. Yeah. And I had been partnering with a guy who I hadn't met yet in Ohio, mm-hmm. John Hohe. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I've, I've, I managed a band called GHF. Mm-hmm. And they were three of the original members of Petra. Yes. I had hosted John Schlitt a few times at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, Randy Stonehill, Don Francisco. I get a call from John Hohe. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, what do you think about Sherry Keggy? Oh. I'm going, huh? That's not necessarily your wheelhouse, right? <laughs> I said, I'm a rock guy. What are you talking about? <laughs> yep. And uh, I don't remember if you and I talked on the phone or if we emailed Mm-hmm. But because we're we're going back ten years, I think. Yeah, somewhere a... somewhere back there. Yeah, and and I got to thinking, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. I don't know. Let's take a chance on Sherry. <laughs> let's take a chance. I don't. Like I said, I'm the rock guy. I'm yeah. I I'm Mister. I need high vocals. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I like to bang my head a little bit. I can't bang my head on a piano without hurting myself. <laughs> exactly. But I, uh, I agreed to do it. I remember that my daughter, Samantha, and I went to the airport to pick you up. Mm-hmm. And if you, if, for, for my listeners, if you grab your dictionary and get, get out your dictionary and look up the word joy, mm. it's Sherry Keggy. Wow. Amen. You well. bubble. <laughs> you, well, that's, you are the happiest, joyous person that I've ever met. Gosh, wow. That's, you know, gosh, I just, not to sound sort of cliche or something, but, you know, I have no other explanation than that that's the joy in me, you know, um, that the joy of the Lord is our strength, as the scripture says. And, uh, and so I've got to give him credit for uh, just, he taught me how to, he taught me how to choose joy. Um and, and that's a hard lesson because we have a choice, you know, <laughs> We've got a huge yeah. choice, you know, and we, we had a chance to talk some that night. You came over and had dinner with us. Yes. And it was, it was, I was, I don't want to say starstruck. I was shocked because I had never met anybody like you before. 
Oh, wow. Well, I've never met anybody like you either, Rob. Well, there is nobody <laughs> like me, Sherry, and we're thankful for that. Uh. <laughs> and then when I got to learn more of your story and what you went through those last few years, yeah. and I got to hear, hear your testimony, hear your mm-hmm. songs from, from uh, So I Can Tell, mm-hmm. I fell in love with that album. Mm. Awesome. It, it's just an album. I know you specifically wrote it with one meaning, but music is so subjectable to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And the songs, well, I, I'm partial to So I Can Tell, and I'm very partial to There Will Be One Day, because mm-hmm. to me, that song says everything. Yeah. Our hope in heaven, for sure. Because the, the, one day there will be no more suffering, and mm-hmm. boy, oh boy, um, we're ready. Yes, amen. I know, the... Uh... I think the only reason Jesus tarries is so that he can bring more of them home and we can be a part, you know, we can be used of him to do that Um, because he wants that none should perish, but all should have everlasting life. And uh, so I think that's the only reason he's tarried. Um, But yeah, the hope of heaven, it, uh, it brings you through a lot of things. As you know, there'll be a time where there'll be no more tears or sorrow, or mourning, or pain. Um, but I love the the verse in Revelation that says, behold, I am making everything new. <laughs> and that's um, just a really beautiful thought. And, and that's one of those places where, where you've got to have blind faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, it just... Then, then, of course, after that album, more good news came. Mm-hmm. You know... We, 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 we go into 2015 with uh, yes. No Longer My Own. Yes. I, in the middle of, in, in between there, I did the biggest concert that I had ever done with Phil. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. I okay. had Phil Keggy, and I'm thinking, <laughs> well, if there's one Keggy, there has to be two Keggies. Uh-huh. So that's yeah. where I had the privilege of, of uh, meeting Phil for the first time. Mm-hmm. who's like the greatest guy in the world. Yes. And obviously you were back and mm-hmm. you had your father with you. Right. Which and was I, a bonus. And I got a chance to meet your dad, which <laughs> was wonderful. Yeah. It was really sweet that he was there. And it's just like a really great memory. Well, one, to, to share the platform with Phil. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, his talent is just so incredible. And it was really, um, you know, humbling um, to share the platform with him. So I thank you as a promoter, as the promoter with the mostest to, um, you know, to bring us together that way. And then uh, that night, as it so happened, my dad was visiting from California in Nashville and was able to make the trek with us up to Indiana and, uh, And then we, uh, you know, so it's interesting in my career, many have thought that I, that Phil Kagey is my father. And so I'm forever setting that straight, that in fact, no, I was married to Phil's nephew. So Kagey by marriage, Um, but uh, that my dad does it. He, he plays not the guitar, but the accordion. (laughs) And so we had arranged for my dad to uh, borrow an accordion from a good friend in Nashville, Dick Tunney. And, uh, so that he could join us on the platform and he played a couple numbers. Was it two or three songs he played? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And Some, that somewhere was... else where I think I have it on 
on VHS for those of you who know what VHS is. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I would I would it, so love to see that someday. It, it, it um, might even be on YouTube somewhere. I gotta look. Really? I'm not positive. Oh, I would love to see. If you have that, please send me. Um but yeah, and then you know, I remember it was such a joy that the audience supportive of him. He did his songs and he got a standing ovation and the, and the whole thing. It was a real highlight, just a boost for me to uh, share the stage with him as, you know, as my dad and I had shared a love of music from yeah. when I was a little girl, you know. And and if I remember right that night, the two of you had it up to, where did you go? You went somewhere in Northern Indiana uh-huh. to, to a TV station for a broadcast. Yes. Uh so yeah i can't think of uh of the name of that show but right i think we were on a little mini little uh trip (laughs) yeah yeah. yes and that was fun you know and uh Mm -hmm. shortly after that Mm -hmm. matter of fact it was that it was the next night i'm sorry it was the very next night you did another show at another church here in indianapolis Right. I think I remember it being two shows. Uh-huh. You, you did. And that's where I met Stephen. Yes. <laughs> who, who I think is a really cool guy. Yes. And, 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 and he's very lucky because, well, he's your husband now. He is. And uh, yes, so the Lord did um, bring a new man into my life. And, um, you know, for those who have endured the, the pain of divorce um, and think, it's the end of your story. It's not. Um, and I discovered that and the Lord brought Stephen and, and he has been, uh, you know, so supportive of me and, um, shown me really the Lord did a lot of healing in both of our lives, um, through the love of each other and our dependence on God and, um, you know, growing together in the Lord and in love with each other and uh yeah so i'm glad you got to meet him yeah he we we had a good time talking while you were performing and and it it was it was fun it was fun Mm -hmm. and and now we jump up to 2015 there hadn't been an album in a while and next thing you know you're doing a kickstarter yeah album ready well that's right yeah, the Lord has provided uh, through the platform of Kickstarter for me for three albums, two Kickstarters and a GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yes, once again, he provided and uh, I released uh, that 2015 record, No Longer My Own, and uh, another batch of songs. And again, um, you know, Phil Kagi played on, on that album. And um, I worked together with Scott Dente and Ken Lewis as well in Nashville on that, uh, on So I Can Tell and No Longer My Own and the um, Nashville Sounds Collective, I think they call themselves, uh, just a group of great players, musicians um, that uh, have uh, played on different projects for me. So, yeah, um, and that album... What would you say? What would you say about that album? What, what would I say? I'm going to tell you my favorite song, and I think you probably know what it is. Okay, I'm trying to think. Uh, Be my Sabbath. Be my Sabbath. Okay, yeah. Because <laughs> he's got kind of... a guitar solo. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, right, and that that song had a little bit of angst to it, you know. Um, 
and boy in that song so that does yeah that fits you in the sense that um yeah it had some edge to it and that was written you know god had given had opened up you know after anyway he had just opened up a lot of doors for me to share testimony uh from my previous album and how god was with me and met me in the midst of the pain of divorce and um so i was you know traveling a lot and uh doing doing some tv stuff and so forth and and really got myself to a place of burnout and that's a caution for believers who are serving in your various callings, you know, whatever God's calling you to do, you do it with passion because you feel his wind at your back and all of that is good. And yet he has put in some safeguards for us. Um, and so that we don't burn out. And I found myself in that place of burnout, thus crying out to the Lord, Lord, be my Sabbath. Um, and, uh, and that was the inspiration for that song. And I learned uh, the importance, you know, of all the Ten Commandments, uh, that there is a reason that he said to remember the Sabbath and to keep it holy, um, that we, that he designed just even by his creation, um, that six days he worked and on the seventh day he rested. And that was um, his intention and model for us as well, right. um, you know, as little Christ followers, uh, that we work at it, whatever he's called and gifted us to do. But then we also rest, we rest in him so that he can refuel us and reset us to continue doing the, um, the stuff he's called us to do. So I had to learn that the hard way. <laughs> well, w one of the, we've had a few setbacks here in the past few days. Mm, yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, the one thing that I have to keep reminding myself, and, and I think you, you know this too, is God doesn't give us stuff that we can't handle. Right. It may seem impossible, mm -hmm. but all of a sudden this little glimmer of hope starts coming through and things start working out again. Yeah. Right. And you know, he wants us to come to a place of dependence on him. And uh, many times it's our life circumstances that do that uh, because he wants, he wants to engage with us. He, uh, there's a song on that, my old album, what matters most. It's a song called part of your story. And I say, uh, and it's the Lord saying how he, he wants to be part of our story. And, and, there's a line where he's like, as if he's speaking to me that says, I've got an ocean to show you. It's like, he's got this wealth of love and goodness and grace and mercy and wisdom that he wants us to, to tap into. And, uh, he'll use oftentimes the, the life circumstances to, to bring us to our knees, to, to cause us to reach out, to cry out to him and then he meets us. It's it, it's one of the hardest lessons in the world to learn, but mm -hmm. it, it's that's it. We, mm -hmm. You mentioned your merch table a few minutes ago, and and it, it's interesting because you can almost look at your your albums and and tell where you are in your life. For sure. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Kind of a. Writing from experience, I'm a little bit of an open book bear. Yep. <laughs> and, and that's awesome. The the fact that you're so scriptural mm. in your writing, it reminds me of, of Bob Hartman from Petra. Oh, wow. Great. Because to me, when it comes to, to Christian rock, there's no better lyricist ever than Bob. Mm. Bob, mm -hmm. Bob just, he, he writes 
he writes scriptural biblical facts. Amen. Well, I mean, there's a wealth of resource there for us, you know, for yeah. even those of us who aren't, say, those of your listeners who are not songwriters. Yeah. Um, just the more word we can get us, get in us, um, you know, that um, the more power we have in our lives, power to draw from. And and then when we're, when we're in those hard places, the Holy Spirit can bring those scriptures to remembrance. And um, and I think well, what a great what a great way to uh, remember scripture is to learn, you know, because we remember song lyrics. Right. We remember. <laughs> we can remember and when yeah. you can remember the truth, you got it made. Amen. Amen. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is excellent and worthy of praise, I will think on these things, you know. So, so the, the, I guess, you know, we're, we're getting towards the end, but I've got to ask what's next for Sherry Keggy. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of taking it a day at a time. Um, we didn't get to touch on my last project, uh, What I Know to Be True, that is um, that I released in 2022, What I Know to Be True. Oh, and, my God. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no. I skipped uh, it. I'm, bad host, bad host. No, 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 that's okay. Well, because that was my big next. Like, I feel like I sort of birthed. Like my big God assignment was that album uh, after seven, after seven years of uh, life. I, you know, I got to marry that Stephen that you yeah. <laughs> spoke of. I jumped, and, I jumped ahead. Yeah. I, got to, I, I can't believe I forgot an album. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. I, um, and so that, that album then includes a song uh, like a, a wedding song. And then also I became in that time a new grandma. And so there's a song that I wrote for my daughter when she was pregnant. Now we have two little grandsons. And uh, then at the also big life event was having lost my dad to suicide. Yeah. That and that was in 2018, and that um, that was an event that rocked my world like nothing else. And my dad was a believer, and I mean an avid outdoorsman, and um, he was a deputy sheriff. He was a marine veteran. He was, as I already mentioned, a, a musician, and um, you know loved God and family, a hard worker, all of those things. And um, yet in the end, in a moment of despair, he took his own life. And, and uh, you know, I never thought we would navigate that as a family, but the Lord met us even in that. Uh, when my sister called with that news, um, the Lord uh, in my, you know, in all of my reeling and just unbelief, disbelief, uh, the shock, really, I think it's a shock mode you go into. Um, the Holy Spirit brought to my remembrance uh, a verse from Psalms 116, uh, that precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And uh, I wrote and processed a lot of music out of that event through my grief journey. And then the Lord required me to record it, even though that was just really hard birthed. It's, it's hard to pick yourself up again um, after something like that. And yet um, the Lord the Lord showed me that I could um, rely on what I knew to be true. And that was my relationship with him rock solid and um, the promises of God that I would see my dad again in heaven. Um, And, uh, and so uh, Phil Kagey came into the picture again, so graciously uh, in, in my, in my uh, brokenness, I, I knew that God was calling me to steward these songs 
And yet I could not hardly even take the first step. And he encouraged me along the way. And, and my husband and others who prayed for me and I went through counseling and, and all of these things got Gary, did we lose you? Let's see if we can picture. We had a we had a little technical glitch in there, but I think we're back. We are back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Isn't technology fun? It is. It is. Um, thank you for your uh, for grace there. <laughs> this is if this is the worst that happens to me on this, we're in good shape. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, so you were talking about about uh, the the last album and difficult to write your father's passing. Yeah, and uh, you know wh where does that take us? Yeah, uh, so an obedience to record the songs, and um, like God wasn't going to let me off the hook. <laughs> Even though, uh, you know, it took me a, a long time to come out of that fog of grief. Uh, grief is a funny thing. You can't control the, the process and it varies from one person to the next, one event to the next. Um, but God in his kindness um, just, you know, continued to give me scriptures uh, to stand on. Um, I, re I remember my husband took me to a cabin on our three-year anniversary and I was there still kind of in my grief, but um, there we were having a little getaway. And um, the Lord gave me Jeremiah 31. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, have I drawn thee. And um, it says again, I will build thee and thou shalt be built, O virgin of Israel. Thou shalt again be adorned with thy tablets and shalt go forth in the dances of them that make merry. Anyway, different translations on that. And um, one, and it says, again, you will take up your tambourines and go out to dance with the joyful. So we talked about joy earlier in this yeah. broadcast and, and yet I wasn't feeling a, a lot of joy, but, but he kept breaking through to me uh, with his comfort. And like I said, with, um, uh, uh, the, through the direction of a Christian counselor, um, I was led to write a letter to my dad. And uh, so I was able to see, say things that I um, maybe didn't get to say that dad and I had a really good relationship and that was very healing. Right. And then also just the healing and process of writing, pouring my, my heart out through music. So, so there is that album. And, um, what I know to be true. And we did, uh, Phil and I had written a song actually together called yours to keep. Right. And, um, we recorded that and there's a music video of that as well. Um, and so beyond that, I was like, okay, I, okay, God, I did what you required. And, um, in the meantime, uh, just, uh, doing, still doing a few little dates here and there on the road, women's events, and, uh, just returned from a weekend in, in Pennsylvania, um, where a radio station was celebrating their like 35 years on the air anniversary. And um, so kind of a nostalgic trip. And um, and then in a season where I think they call it the sandwich generation, where you have children and you have grandchildren and then you also have 
um, aging parents, you know, and uh, so just kind of navigating on both ends, how we can best serve our family and uh, while serving the Lord, you know. It's it's fun to watch your story online. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. you and I've texted quite a few, quite Mm -hmm. a few times, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of what's happening in my world. And yeah, yeah, it's boy, am I thankful I'm a Christian. Oh, I I know. I know. And uh, and it sounds maybe trite or cliche, but what the world needs now is Jesus, you know, and um, there's there's so many issues that are just so big and beyond. And and yet Jesus remains our true and only sure hope. And um, I thank you, Rob, for you know, bringing in the Christian artists that you've done through the years and, and now this new uh, venture of yours with the podcast, um, creating a platform for artists to testify um, to God's goodness and mercy and, and hopefully, you know, yeah, share, share more of this good Christian music that's full of truth and hope and people can grab that message, uh, you know, that we all need. It's, 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 I'm not, I, I was never called to be a preacher. I was called to bring people to the preacher because you don't want to hear me <laughs> preach. Kind of like you don't want to hear me sing. You, 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 I don't know if you saw this, but I, I hosted Mark Blackwood in the Blackwood Quartet a couple weeks ago. Yes, I was curious how that all went. It was wonderful. I loved Mark. I'm, I'm good. They're great people. Mm. But mm-hmm. I, I, I did two nights back to back. And the second night w- was chaotic because Samantha graduated with her associate's degree mm-hmm. and we had to drive down to Southern Indiana that day. Mm-hmm. So a little over two hours. I made it back to the church that night with five minutes to spare before I had to introduce them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I, I got up there. I'm, I'm sitting back. I'm enjoying myself. They're wrapping up the show and Mark asked me to come up and sing with them. Oh, Rob, what did you do on the spot? Uh, I, well, when you got everybody looking at you and you're sitting next to your daughter and your wife and your son, you go up and you join some amazing vocalists and you mouth the words. Okay. <laughs> now, now what, what did they have you singing? They had me sing, um, what a day that will be. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. And that's a song that goes back in my life because of my mom and dad Mm. okay so it was personal it was very personal and I had no clue they were going to ask me to do this so oh wow so so Tony Jason and Mark I I will get even with you someday (laughs) but but thank you for the amazing opportunity Sherry don't worry if I ever host you again I will not sing with you Okay, I I won't put you on the spot (laughs) Johnny on the spot oh but if anybody wants to book Sherry for, for a show or, or a women's event, anything, go to SherryKeggy.com. You can connect. You can read all about what's going on. You can buy your CDs, go to the digital platforms, download the music, yeah. because you, you will be blessed if you do. <laughs> well, that's a great endorsement. I appreciate that, brother. You know, we got to stick together, Sherry. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Uh, come, come uh, message me. I'm, um, you know, on the, on Facebook and Instagram and uh, I've got a little YouTube channel. If you want to 
um, watch some of those videos and all come alongside and um, would love to just continue to encourage uh, each other in the Lord, encourage one another as it's still today, as the scripture says. Can I, how do you want to close, Rob? Can I give a little encouragement? As you would, I would be honored if you did. Okay. So like just today, I was sitting having my quiet time and we've had quite a, a week and I won't go into that, but um, just sitting, trying to recenter myself and um, read um, from the devotional, uh, My Utmost for His Highest. And I wrote this in my journal um, by Oswald Chambers. God loved me not because I was lovable, but because it was his nature to do so. The knowledge that God has loved me to the uttermost, to the end of all my sin and meanness and selfishness and wrong, will send me forth into the world to love in the same way God's love to me is inexhaustible. And I must love others from the rock of God's love to me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so we love because he first loved us. Um, I, I have heard the truth so I can tell all of that, you know, when God, um, makes himself real to us in our lives, we can then, and, and heals us up in a way we can then be free to love others and, um, and, and try to love them into the kingdom. And that's yeah. what we need to do because we need it more than ever. So, so take Santa Rob's advice and shut off the news <laughs> and, and, and listen to some good music for a change and get into the Bible. Yes. Amen. Because sure. anyway, Sherry, I'm going to let you go because I know you have things going on. Thanks for yeah. jumping in the sleigh with Santa Rob. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Thanks for slaying it. And, 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 yep. and as I tell everybody who's on the show, you do slay. So that's awesome. Oh, uh, well, uh, I don't know. You're putting me in this Christmas place. I don't know. Well, um, God with us, right? Absolutely. Emmanuel. Okay. <laughs> Jerry, thank you so much for being here. And I know that I will talk to you again really soon. All right. Thanks, brother. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in this week with our conversation with Sherry Keggy. And thanks to our sponsors, Brett Christmer's Mustache Wax. That's bscenterprises.com. Use, use uh, discount code Santa Rob. Save a few bucks on your order. Also, check out Hotspot Collectibles and Toys. They're in Brownsburg, Indiana. They're online, they're on Facebook. Both my sponsors are on Facebook. Go like their pages and let them know Santa Rob sent you. We'll see you next week. See who jumps in the sleigh with me. And thanks again for slaying it with Santa Rob. <laughs>